You're listening to the Arturnia Archives. Enjoy. You're listening to Tales of the Asteria, an alien RPG campaign podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Last time on the Asteria. After jettisoning the previous captain and the Wayland yutani agent, you opened, you being the captain, and the roughneck cat, and um, were immediately attacked by a, a woman inside, whom you then chased all over the ship as she kind of wreaked havoc. And many times there were threats of airlocking or spacing that the new captain managed to uh, talk down every time. You've currently got Cat Pace locked up in the quarantine area in the med lab because he is currently uh, destroying the place uh, as little as there is in there to destroy. And you've got the woman and Katie uh, also in the med lab. Katie is currently hooked up to IVs and getting fluids and uh, her mother is refusing to leave her side, though she doesn't seem to have regained enough of her mind to speak yet. Falcone gained her trust a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, you've, she's, she's fairly placid at the moment. However, she will, like, tug at their restraints and look at you, tug them again tug at it again and look at Falcone. Falcone is going to do her, do do his best to, to kind of soothe her, like calm her down, like let her know, like, hey, we, we just need to, we, we need to get you okay. We need to get some fluids in you. Look, I'm a medic. Here's my, um, and he's going to like point to the red cross on his uniform. Like, look, I'm, I'm here to help you. I'm a doctor. This is what I do. I just, I, I need your help, okay? And he's going to do his best to kind of calm her down that way by, you know, talking her down a little bit. Mm, let's just make it straight empathy. Just, you're pretty sure that she's asking you to restrain her. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Ask. Oh. Okay. Um. That's gonna set Falcone back a little bit. So Falcone is going to do just that, but he's going to do it as gently as possible. Um, so he's going to double check her restraints. He's going to, I mean, as far as the med bay has allowance to, cause he would be able to get both of her feet and both of her hands locked down to mm. the edge of the, the gurney, I would think, right? Yeah and he's going to tighten their restraints as much as is comfortable for her, but he's going to make sure he's, like, looking over at her and communicating as much as he can, like, hey, it's, is this okay for you? I don't want to be this... I don't want to be uh, making you uncomfortable. My message is to heal you, but he's going to, you know, tighten them up as much as he can. She doesn't directly respond in any way, and when you when you look and try to make that eye contact, it almost looks like she's glaring at you, but she's not trying to stop you. Okay, okay. 
then I'm going to go ahead and leave her restrained and do my best to get to work on uh, fixing her up a little bit, getting her some, I mean, doing the basics, getting her some fluids, getting a blood draw for analysis. I mean, just kind of starting to figure out what, what exactly is wrong with her. That's probably going to take you a while. The The simple medical stuff will be easy, but the, it's the analysis that'll take a while. Wouldn't the ship, like the med bay, just have like... Uh, at least I would figure, like, just get a vial of blood, just drop it in the machine and walk away. Yeah, and it would take about it take about a shift to do that. That's uh, about eight hours. Okay, then yeah, I'm gonna uh, get that started. Yep, and as you're as you're tending to her mother, Katie has kind of curled up on her cot and uh, seems to be asleep. All right. Once I'm done, kind of getting all the prep work started on her mom. I'm gonna go ahead and walk over to Katie and make her as comfortable as possible and make sure to explain to her mom what I'm doing. Like, hey, look, your daughter's gonna be okay. We're taking care of her. Look, this is, I'm gonna make her as, as comfortable. She she just needs a little help and I'm, I'm getting that done. She'll be okay in just a day or two. She'll be fine. Oh yeah, as, as soon as you move anywhere close to Katie, her eyes, her eyes follow you everywhere creepy but okay once once i'm done with those two um so you said hall's in the room with me yeah there's not much more i can do for these two uh you know we've got the quarantine patient there we've uh got these these restraints nice and tight um in the back of his mind falcone is a little bit concerned that less that the mom might tear out of her restraints and more that she might to put it gently, detach her own limbs. Uh, is there anything, any capability of restraint he can do beyond the hand, hand and feet cuffs? You could rig something together pretty simply enough, just like a strap across the chest that would tie her down to the cot. Uh, he's going to explain to Hall what he's doing. He's like, look, man, I, you know, I just, I, I think we need to get this woman secure. Do you, do you mind helping out here? Yeah, we can do that. He's going to try and rig a, a, a simple restraint system beyond just the hands and feet. Um, and he's not going to explain the whole why until they're out of the room. He doesn't want to freak out Katie. Fair enough. I'm not even going to make you roll anything for that. That's 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 a fairly that's simple enough to do. Doesn't require any specialized training to find a strap and tie it to the bed. <laughs> I am going to obscure what I'm doing from the woman's and from Katie's vision so mm. they can't see what I'm pulling out. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and grab a couple of doses, of, uh, two specifically, doses of the nap relief, and I'm going to hand them to the captain and I'm going to say, look, you had a rough time um, these last few hours and adjusting to the original captain's loss. I recognize that. Look, you're in a leadership position. We need you to lead, sir. If you find yourself getting too high strong, uh, if you find yourself getting to the point where you're feeling a little a little too uh, worn to the bone, let's say, I need you to take one of these, okay? This is your prescription. Take one uh, of these. Right. This will immediately relax you and immediately get you more in the state of mind you need to be to lead our ship, okay? Uh-huh. He kind of looks down at him and says, all right, I'll keep that uh, in mind. Two and a half relief to you. He's going to make his way to, I guess it would be the captain's quarters. 
he needs he wants to try to dig up any information on their special cargo the captain was picking up all right there's two areas you can find that there's the captain's personal quarters and then the agent also had his own quarters as well so the personal quarters of the agent are locked yeah well yeah can i override them or probably don't have those the captain would have ultimate say however mother still thinks jacobs Mm. is the captain he's gonna call uh get on the comm uh kerensky yeah boss need you to open uh, Agent Schmidt's quarters for me. On it. Thank you. Go ahead and make a contact roll. Yeah, looks like you locked that down pretty good, boss. <sighs> Damn. Maybe we can get Mother to switch the captain of the ship and I can open it. Not a contact roll to change mother's mind. Uh, you would have to do that straight from the mainframe, which is right off the bridge, so easy for, enough for Kerensky to get to. Yeah, let me head over to mother and change who the captain is. So I go over to mother yep. and begin the procedure to switch the captain. Yeah, go ahead and make a uh, another contact roll. Mother's not paying attention to me right now. Access denied. You stupid machine. Command unrecognized. Authority, yeah. Uh, Authority not recognized. Well, I could push it. You could. Access granted. All right. I've gotten into mother. So while I'm in there, I switch the captain. And you're able to mark uh, Jacobs as a deceased. Yep. And then it automatically transfers the captain access to Hall. And I grant myself a few extra commissions while I'm there, too. All right. So from Mother's perspective, I'm now the second most senior officer on the ship. Can Falcone step outside the med bay and lock it down? Let his patients know he'll be right back. He just needs to. Uh, he just needs to go grab some uh, some quick supplies. Yeah. Um, and he's going to go ahead and let the captain know. Katie's mom is still a danger, but just a gut feeling that Katie's mom was actually asking to restrain her. If there's any information about whatever the heck is going on with the mom and with with Kat and with Katie and why Katie doesn't seem to be showing any symptoms in uh, the various quarters of the corporate up and the captain, that would be much appreciated. Copy that. We'll let you know. And I'm going to spend some time with my logbook to get rid of that stress die. And Hall is able to get into the agent's room. All right. And it's mostly like yours they're they're a little bit they're a little bit more than just sleeping bunks you've got it some room for some personal possessions obviously however schmitz is a little bit different in that uh he's got a personal computer terminal in here and Mm. that wasn't there before you picked him up okay 
Okay. It definitely wasn't installed in the room before. I will see if I can get access to whatever's on there. You try, and and just without a roll, it's not acting like the rest of the terminals in the ship. This one is separate from them, kind of? Okay. I'm not going to push that. Think on what you're going to do. Sassy, you've been checking on your still, right? Uh, No, I was uh, in the workshop. It may look messy to other people, but I know where everything is. But now that I don't know where everything is, I have to get it back to my kind of messy. So I figure that's probably a time-consuming task, and that would be what Sassy has been up to. Okay. Also, uh, I I know that she took the wrench from either my or Kat's workshop, trying to uh, get, get a feel for what else she may have been up to. Like, was, was she, you know, she might have been sabotaging something, might have been looking for something, or she could have just, you know, it, it, it seems like a little bit weird to ransack the place when if all she wanted was the wrench, that would have been an easy find, so why ransack? So, I, so like I said, just if I notice anything, uh, well, putting things back. If you want to search for any sabotages or anything else she might have, t- uh, you can make an observation roll. Yeah, yeah. Look, mainly, I'm curious, like what's what else is missing? Well, you search around pretty good, getting everything back in order, and nothing else seems to be missing. And there's no obvious signs of any intentional damage. Falcone is gonna ping Sassy and just ask him real quick. Anything wrong with the workshop? Did she take anything other than the wrench? Anything we need to know about up here? Uh, I don't think so, but I'm going to uh, do a patrol around just to make sure there's not some more damage elsewhere. She she did a number on that one door. She might have clearly is capable of doing damage elsewhere. I'm going to check over the uh, essential systems and make sure we're, we're safe. All right. Can you uh, keep me posted on that? So okay. ra- rather than doing what I said I was going to do, that's just my cover for uh, going to check out my still. I got to get down into the superstructure and make sure she didn't wreck that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like. Uh, it doesn't seem like anybody's come near your still recently. It's right. exactly how you left it. Okay. Well, there uh, there may be a couple shots worth of uh, fresh distilled uh, axle grease to take the edge off. So Hall's going to call back up to Kerensky again. Hey, Kerensky. Looks like we have a terminal here that the agent was using. Uh, I can give it a shot. I'll head your way. Okay, you're in. All right. Yep, you managed to crack into it, and it's it's <laughs> similar to how your own terminals look that are on the ship and whatnot, but it's just slightly different. There's a little bit more information in certain areas, different information, and he's got some personal files on it. Well, we're really looking for information on the uh, cargo, so look through his files on that. Yeah, so you're looking at the files, and um, one of the most recently accessed files is on uh, Bowen's Colony. When you asked Katie her name, it was Katie Bowen. Mm. Oh. And there is 
coordinates of Bowen's colony, and it's actually the system that you are in. Want me to make planet fall? See if we can find out if any information on Bowen's colony before we go there. It's got actually like basically every detail about the colony in this file. Um, it's on uh, SJ391, terrestrial planet closest to the sun, which it's a white dwarf. So it's a very not normally viable system. The world is actually too close to the sun to be in the habitable zone. So it's very, very hot. And Bowen's colony is, it's a startup. It's very small. There's a population of like 52. Uh, mm. And they're here terra- doing terraforming work, trying to make the planet viable. Out of curiosity, any information on any unusual life forms on that planet? There's no life forms native to the planet. It's a, it's a desert world. Average temperatures are 80 Celsius or higher. Jeez. Okay. So do we know um, we know where we picked up these cargo pods, right? I, you're in the same star system. It wasn't orbiting SJ391, but okay. it, it's in the same star system. Was it another ship that we transferred from? or a... No, the cargo container that you picked up, it was it was just the container. There was nobody that you got it from. You were just, oh. you had the coordinates of where to find it. Interesting. Okay. Got it. Well, I suppose we should check this colony out. All right. Now set course. Let us in orbit. Um, if the captain is going to radio or, or call Falcon 8 with the info you found about Bowen's colony, and are, are you? Yes. Yeah, uh, yes. Yep. So he's going to begin checking his patients for heat exhaustion, for any medical uh, consequences from exposure to vacuum, and for any medical consequences from prolonged uh, starvation, dehydration, etc. Katie has really bad signs of dehydration and starvation because she wasn't in a cryopod. Her mother's in better shape. It's kind of thin, but she's in relatively good health. Okay. You've got a bit of time before you reach the planet. So he'll make his way to the captain's quarters. So you can, you can, you get in there, no problem. In fact, you had some of the access codes of the former captain because he was so lazy. He, he gave you some of his just to do his work. His is pretty much the same as everybody else's. He's got, uh, you know, the area for sleep, a footlocker, and not a whole lot else. Maybe some personal posters, but... I'm going to go through his stuff. He's got a Rexim RXF M5 EVA pistol. He's going to take that. Yeah, the pistol is the pistol is um, probably the most interesting thing you find. He's got some, you know, personal effects, and not a whole lot else. Well, if we don't find anything that gives us any clues, maybe we can get. Do these cargo pods have their own data banks or computers on them to give any information? Uh, they do have some electronics. Yes, uh, it was. I mean, it was required to keep the cryopods uh, active right. and online. Mm-hmm. 
it would take a Comtech role to be able to figure out okay. if they're there and access them. My pilot's probably busy at the moment. <laughs> no, Please. I'm not. Why? I was autopilot. Okay. Uh, Kerensky, let's see if we can't figure anything out on these pods. All right, heading down to Cargo Bay 1. She'll Ship's an autopilot. She'll do an orbital insertion. Paul's going to go to the cargo bay as well. Do you make your way down to deck B again and cargo bay one? And it's much how you left it. A mess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, um, Kerensky, you know, we're the one that was like, hey, there's cryopods in there. So you, you've, you did a cursory look and was able to determine that fact but you didn't look much deeper because then you kind of took off on a tear after the captain <laughs> with the others fair point so yeah uh just go ahead and make a uh com tech roll to get a closer look there's some panels or something on the outside so yeah you're able to access the internal computer doesn't have a whole lot uh it doesn't have like any storage for information it's mostly just set up to keep the power on basically but it does have some markers there's the where it came from which it's bowen's colony pretty much what you Mm. might have expected right but there's also a note of who it belongs to which is stamped as wayland yutani which is a little bit weird because Bowen's colony is an independent colony. It doesn't have any connections to any government or corporation. But Agent Schmidt was a Wayland Utani agent, so maybe not that big of a surprise. Okay. There's also, you're able to find a, an active tracker on it. This thing has a tracking device. I don't like it. Can we disable it? Make another uh, contact roll to disable it. Throw the whole terminal out the airlock. So first try, you're not you're not able to uh, disable it, but you're pretty sure dismantling the well one one side of it was already sheared off to get it open in the first place because they um, cut their way in. Wait, I have heavy machinery. I might be able to cut the tracker off. Yeah. That is another way to do it. Every pod will have a tracker, though? Well, I mean, you're not looking at the individual pods, but there's a tracker on the cargo container. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I'm successful in cutting the tracker off. Yep. And I head back to the airlock with the tracker. Fair enough. I put the tracker in the airlock. I exit the airlock on the happy-to-friendly-life side, seal the inner door, open the outer door without venting the atmosphere inside so it has a nice gust of wind to carry (laughs) it on its merry way. All right. And then I head back to the bridge. All right. Um, Okay, so we go to the colony. All the crew know that we're going to the colony and that he's essentially going to relay the information. These are definitely Um, Wayland Yutani cargo pods, and we jettisoned the tracker out the airlock. Falcone is going to ask about any other cryopods 
Um, and if there were other cryopods, are they still functional? Uh, computer readout looked like they were. All right. Okay, let's uh, keep them that way. We don't want more of the Bowens running around our ship. Good point. I mean, they're in stasis. I could just... No. Thank you. Thank you. No, we're good. Well, it is the right dwarf. If we get close enough, a radiation dose might do the trick. Let's try not to get close enough. Yeah, I'm taking us to the planet, not the star. That's not a good idea. So I put us in geosynchronous orbit above mm. the colony. All right. Falcone's going to come, Kransky. Hey, can you uh, scan for any life signs? Is there is there anyone alive down there? Yeah, I scan. Is that a piloting role or a com check role? Com tech. The scan is rather difficult as everything you're aware of as far as has been built is underground. Aside from they have obviously a ground level landing pad, but everything else is underground aside from some machinery and you're not seeing any life signs on the planet surface. So the cryopods that we have on the ship and the Bowens are, they're the colony. That's it. They're the whole colony. The information that they had from the, from Agent Schmidt's computer was that the colony size was 52. You've only got about a dozen in your cargo hold. Okay. But that's telling Falcone at least, that we have 12 survivors in our, well, 10 survivors in our cargo hold two more survivors in our med base, mm-hmm. so that's the dozen total. And then mm-hmm. if we don't have any life signs at all, what killed the other 40? I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. That's He would absolutely radio his concerns back to Gretzky and just, um, and include the captain on that call. And just, I mean, if we can't detect any life signs down there, we have a dozen in our cargo hold, we've got two in the med bay, where are the other 40? So here's an idea. How about we don't find out? We set course for the nearest habitable planet with a human population. We dump these guys off as refugees. And we get out of Dodge. If these others are infected, we can't drop them into a general population. I like that idea, but... The captain's got a good point. We need to add one tiny little modification on that. How about we head to the nearest habitable human colony with a high-end functioning medical isolation unit where they can figure out what's wrong with these people and then we get out of Dodge. All right, Captain. Ask Mother where that is. If we take these pods to a medical facility, won't they ask us where we got them? Not if we jettisoned, broadcast a general distress call, and then head out? Sassy is able to hear this discussion happening over the comms. The distant, (laughs) as you're not, like, next to a comm, 
but you're you're able to faintly hear it. Okay, so we find out where the Clovis Top End Mid facility is. Jettison, broadcast a, dem- a general distress call. Include the details in that distress call that there's an unknown pathogen, and then get the heck out of here. What are you guys? Uh, um, if these are whale and Utani's, and we had a whale and Utani agent on here, here you go. They're gonna know we dumped them, and they're gonna come looking for us. Space is very big. We can't go anywhere where Wayland Utani has sway. They knew it was here. They know it's on this ship. If we go to a Wayland Utani colony, they're going to know we have it. Here's the thing I already cut off in space the tracker, I've already gained access to the computer. We can disguise the container, remove the ownership record and say, we found it. The container, by the way, is no longer airtight as the one end has been cut off by cat uh, when they got into it. <laughs> Just to keep in mind. I mean, we're going to have to make planet fall to dump this thing off. It's no longer space worthy. High-end medical facility, pathogen analysis, uh, habitable, not Wayland yutani That should be pretty easy. And we remove the Nayland Lutani records from the system. So when they get into it, because you know they will, they don't ask questions. Sounds good so far. Find us a planet. Anchor Point Station isn't too far, though you're not. It's not likely they would have the medical facilities needed. What about uh, seeing if another passenger is also crazy and infected? If they're not, they might be able to reveal quite a bit to us. That's risky. Well, if we're ready for it and expecting it, we can minimize that risk. Or, and hear me out here, we hook the container up to the internal systems. We seal and lock the Kako Bay door. We wake the guy up remotely. And I put my finger on the button to vent that bay. Just in case they're also crazy. Hi, REM PCs. It's me, REM Alternus, and I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to our Patreon backers. Seriously, your support makes all of what we do possible, and we are all extremely grateful for each and every one of you. If you aren't yet a Patreon backer, you can head over to www.patreon.com slash to check out the different tiers and rewards we have available. All Patreons get access to our podcast releases a week early, get their names in the credits of our live-streamed shows, have first dibs on any casting calls for new games and shows we produce, and more. Once again, you can join our Heroes Hall at www.patreon.com slash remalternus, and thank you all again for listening. Now back to the show. 
if we let out a, a, a crazy and we're ready for it, it ain't going to do any damage. I'm not advocating we airlock them. I'm advocating we get ready to airlock them in case they pose a clear and present danger. I mean, there, yeah, we can also do that in an airlock so that if all other safeguards fail, that's there. But I, we, we that doesn't it, need it, to be our first sa- fail safe. That's exactly what I'm proposing is a fail safe. If options A, B, and C all fail, then D can be the airlock, sure. I am not against that. It just that, that shouldn't be the first fail safe. So here's what we need to do. So first, we need to hook the cargo container up to the internal system so I have remote control from the bridge. Second, we need to seal the cargo bay completely. Oh. Now, Falcone, I'm going to need you in the bridge with me for this next step. Okay. Because we want to wake one of those guys up remotely. And if they prove hostile, I want to lower the O2 level in the cargo bay just enough to put them to sleep without causing any permanent damage. Okay. Okay. If that doesn't work, then we vent the hold. But the idea is, if hostile, put to sleep. If cannot, put to sleep. Vent the hold. We, we we can add some steps in between there. Between lowering the O2 and venting. Well, I mean, if hostile, put to sleep. Then restrain. Then after restrained... We can have wait. people just outside the cargo hold in uh, compression suits. And we, we can be armed. We can subdue them. Yeah. We can also be tethered so that if it comes to venting the hold, then we don't go. Okay. <laughs> yes, please tether yourselves. And I'm okay with that. What I don't want to do is let another person loose on the ship like mom. We don't need that. <laughs> and my mind says that if mom is crazy and we wake up person two and they are crazy, then all of these people are probably crazy. I, I think if we let two out and two are crazy, mm-hmm. we're, we can make a there, but we have so far, two have been let out and one isn't crazy. Yes, but the one that isn't crazy wasn't in a pod. That's that's why we need more information. So, that's why it's worth letting another one out to see. Sassy, so, let's, yeah, let's you and me go to the hold and get this thing hooked up. I've got a compression suit for doing work in in the hard vacuum. If I remember right, I think it's armored. Falcone is going to point out here, our end goal here, our end goal is to call authorities and let them know that, hey, we found this cargo of people floating in space in cryopods. We need somebody official to come, capital O official, to come and rescue them. It's not going to look real good on us if any of them are missing. That's why venting is absolute last resort. Venting is the, we had to save the ship and had no other way. And it actually has to be the actual truth, not just what we say. No, it'll be the actual truth. I don't want to vent. Uh, Can we maneuver them through... uh from the one cargo bay to the other? 
Well, the problem with that is the power source. Probably, yeah, attached to their power source. And You could. It would maintain some power for a short time, enough that you could move them and hook them into your own, the ship's power. Yeah. Yeah, basically what I want to do is, is move one into its own cargo holds. That way, if we vent, we only vent the one person, not all of them. That's reasonable. We can do that. Yeah, we can take one pod, put it in hold two. Yeah. And then we can use hold two as the containment. Yeah, do do, do the whole plan, but <laughs> if it comes to the ultimate thing, we only vent the one guy, not everybody. Or we could also move it into an escape pod. Or the, the problem with that would be easier. We might yeah. need our escape pods. Yeah, we might yeah, need Yeah, that's our... what I was thinking. Let's yeah, those do... are expensive. Well, let's do hold two, not the pod. Yeah, w- w- whatever tricks with hooking it up to the power of the computer, we can do that in the other cargo hold just as easily as in the first cargo hold. Just right. as, so long as they physically will fit through the passageways <laughs> to go from one to the other, I say we do that. Well, they should. It's the cargo uh, deck. Is there any possible uh, remote access to the bridge so Falcone could uh, be at the door to the cargo hold, uh, manipulating the oxygen content instead of having to do that from the bridge? I'd have to set you up. But yeah, we can do that. Okay, go ahead and set me up. I want to be there with you when you uh, wake up. Yeah, I have a PR put uplink terminal that can control the ship remotely. I need to set you off with a remote terminal outside cargo hold two, but that's uh, okay. Please do. I I, I want to be there. Um, and okay. Falcone is gonna uh, he's gonna step outside the med bay when he does this, but he's gonna step outside the med bay and check his gun, and he's gonna get a little grin spreading across his face. He's excited for this. So Sassy and I head down to hold one. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how difficult it'll be or just time consuming to maneuver the pod over and, and hook it up to the feeds in the other cargo bay. Likewise, Falcone is going to go ahead and lock up and secure the med bay and head down to join them. It wouldn't be too difficult to do that. It would take a heavy machinery roll. It's a good thing I'm a roughneck. I'm good at that. All right, so you got two successes, so you do manage to get it disconnected from the set the cargo container and manage to maneuver it, get it through the halls and everything and into into cargo bay two and plug back in no problem. All right, so I think it's time to get into our uh, spacesuits and go right. on to step two. Yeah, and if anybody didn't take any uh, suit at, at character creation, there are a few on the ship, enough, at least one for everybody. They're pretty, they're old and in bad shape, but they work. <laughs> Did the agent have a good suit when he came in? Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he would have had one in his, uh, in his quarters. Okay, Paul will go get that one. Yep, armor two, max air supply five. Okay, so we haven't the pod. Are we going to lower the oxygen level before or after the guy wakes up? After, if hostile. 
because he's not going to do as much good or show if he's hostile if he wakes up and falls to sleep again. <laughs> From the amount of strength that we've seen, does it seem like if we're in there with them when they when we wake them up that they could bite through our spacesuits? They are still human. We may as well be in there, and if they act up, we're we're ready. Now, there is another option here, folks. And that is? You're not gonna like it. We're not going to just space them. No, no, no. No, no, no. No spacing. Orbit close range to the white dwarf with that side of the ship closest to the star, increasing the radiation hold. Yeah, That would pacify anything. (laughs) I told you, you're not gonna like it. Yeah, let's not. If Falcone's in there, in a spacesuit. Yeah, that means my uplink terminal's in there. I don't like that idea. Well, Falcone does need to be monitoring the patient in person for best results. You could put on a spacesuit and be in there with us. Yeah, it's not happening. Somebody's got to fly this ship if y'all get eaten. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Before I leave the cargo bay, I take the uplink terminal and screw it to the wall right beside the (laughs) comm terminal. Then I set it to the O2 controls of the cargo bay and I show Falcone, okay, this up arrow means more O2. This bottom arrow means less O2. This percentage means the amount of O2 in the air. Don't take it down too quick. I am a doctor, you know. It's my ship. <laughs> fair, fair. But, you know, I do need to be monitoring the patient. That's why the terminal's here. <clears throat> right. So I leave the hold with Sassy and Falcone inside. I shut the door and I lock it. I unlock it. And I go back to the bridge. Yeah, Hall's going to be in there, too. Okay, so we got three people in the hold. <laughs> one suspicious cryopod. And a, loose cannon, and a loose cannon of a pilot on the bridge. Yeah, this is going to work out so well. <laughs> is it possible to cut off the, uh, the bridge from the cargo hold? Not from the cargo bay. There is okay. no terminal in the cargo bay. But there is now. If that's true. Oh, you do have the uplink, don't you? Uh-huh. And, and yes, if, then. Okay. All right. I, yes, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess Falcone's going to start waking him up. So, yeah, you managed to tweak the whatever levels and um, wake him up. Question. Do you immediately open the cryo chamber? No. <laughs> no. no. I no, guess no, it no, depends no, no. on whether that's um, inherently necessary in waking up. Can we wake him up with him still in there? You I, could wake him up without opening it, but there wouldn't be a means of communication that way. I, I was going to say, would he be able to see out of it? So, like, he could see that there was a med tech waking him up, that kind of thing? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I could see that. 
Okay, then, yeah, I would absolutely leave it closed then. I want to see if he goes absolutely, you know, bat bleep, um, or if he, you know, and tries to shatter it, or if he's the usual kind of just foggy, disoriented that a normal human being would be. Yeah, so you, you wake him up, and you see him begin to stir, and the second his eyes open, yeah, he slams himself against the lid. Okay, I guess we have our answer. Let's. Can uh, you I'm put him back get... to sleep? That's exactly what I'm gonna. Um, can I do it from the cryo chamber <laughs> since I haven't actually opened it yet? Can I just put yeah. him right back into cryo? Yeah. I am going to try to do that because we have our answer at this point. Yeah, go ahead and um, another medical aid. Yeah. I just want to point out that when he slams himself against the cryo chamber. There's just this, that Falcone just gets a massive adrenaline rush. Yeah. And that, you can't see it, but he's grinning ear to ear when he's trying to put a, put the guy back in the cryo. And um, I guess the other guys might be able to see it, but he is, he's going to be moving. He feels like he's moving a little bit faster than normal for him. Like he's just, he's going for it, uh, getting, getting that cryo turned back on. Mm-hmm. You basically, you do it really quickly. So, like, he slams himself against the lid, the clear glass lid, or plexic, whatever the hell it is, yeah, of the cryopod, and you're immediately fingers flying, and almost before he's fallen back from the slam, you've managed to, he's it's, being put back under again. Hey, guys, how's the patient? I'm going to go ahead and quietly urge the other guys to get towards the door, and get out of the cargo hold because we all know the pilot's going to try and airlock it. So I'm, I'm going to mention, uh, you know, we're still we're still doing some work on it. We're still waking him up. Might take a might take a couple of moments. We'll, we'll give you the update in just a few seconds here. And he's going to be desperately motioning the other guys to get out of the cargo. <laughs> Falcone well, is going to get on local comms with the people in the in the cargo hold and go, you know what he's going to do. Come on, let's get out of here. Come on. All right. We move out of there. So this thing is re-secured, though. Yeah. So we can yeah. put it back in its place. So Falcone is going to try and haul the cryopod back inside the ship. And you do manage to do it. I don't think we really learned anything we didn't expect nope. to learn, but at least we know for sure. Yeah, yeah we know for sure. <sighs> yeah. We have a bunch of uh, zombies in our cargo hold. Well, and maybe one in uh, our med bay, too. Well, maybe we, we definitely should check, have. Maybe we should check on two. Cat. Well, well, we already know Cat's a zombie. <laughs> so we but she also, have... She's also showing some sense of awareness, right? <laughs> Cat is your roughneck. The mother, yeah, not you don't cats, know the mother. Not cat, but the mother is. Yeah, she's. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're not quite sure what's different it, about her. It, is there a uh, like a flight log or something like that for these pods we picked up in space? Like a record of how long they've been there, or you know, what ship dumped them, or anything like that? Um, there's no ships. Uh, mentioned in there in the information um, they've been there so my major concern at this point mm. is all of us are inside the ship out of the cargo bay 
and mm. the cryo pod is too, and the door to the cargo bay is closed again. Is that? Uh, I just want to make sure we're we're at. I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, we got. We're back to the status quo that we were before. And I could see the doors open and close, so I'm going to go back down to cargo bay two and get my uplink terminal back. Once, once we're inside the ship and the door to the cargo bay is closed, um, at that point, Falcone is going to like make a thumbs up motion to the others, and he's going to radio, uh, radio the pilot. And he's going to radio Kerensky. He's going to be like, "Yeah, so it was pretty much what we expected. We." Uh, uh, took him out of cryo. The guy went nuts, and we put him right back in. Where we know what we need to know. Okay, so there's no threat. Cargo bays are fine. Yep, yep. That's that's right. So we're back to plan number one. Uh, plan it with sophisticated <laughs> med facilities, disease control, and then not Wayland Utani. That's pretty much preferably it, right? an opponent of Wayland Utani. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely an opponent, if possible. Alright, Mother, what you got for us? Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if it's possible, but my my preference would be like an independent colony that's you know, not a interstellar power, but it's a, you know, a, a viable planet in of itself. If there's a like a viable independent colony you know, they're they're going to have ties to corporations, but um, but they uh, might they, not be. It might not be Wayland Utani. Yeah, and it might also it might be multiple ones, so that they're the other question about viable uh, independent colonies is uh, sophisticated medical facilities. Exactly. Yeah, anything that's going to have that is going to be uh, like a major world. Yeah. But yeah, are there major worlds out where we are? And we we do need sophisticated medical colonies and or sophisticated medical facilities at this point. Solitude. It's just on the edge of the Tartarus sector, right where the American arm and turns into the frontier. It's kind of right on the border between the frontier and the United Americas space. It's an independent a hollowed out it's an old cool. mining asteroid that has been mined for every for all it's worth and has been turned into a sort of haven for ne'er-do-wells and this <laughs> includes certain it's got something of a reputation of let's say mad scientists taking hold there some pathogen creations are done out there some that even <sighs> Some that even some of the corporations keep, uh, well, in their black books at the very least. I won't say they stay away from them, but they keep them under the table. Okay. So, but they do have, because they're a bunch of nerd wells, they have to have medical facilities because people are going to be running around with bullet holes in them all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and those, 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 the, the mad scientist types, they're all constantly. I mean, they're the med scientist types, and sometimes their contagions get, let's say, out of hand, and they have to fix that, or others have to fix that. So makes sense. There's there's a there's a constant rotating door Mm -hmm. of, you know, who's on top. What was the name of this place? Solitude. 
Solitude was originally, okay. it was actually originally a, well, after the mining, it was meant for medical trials. Okay. And then whomever was doing those medical trials lost funding or whatever, and then it just kind of turned into this haven of these facilities were already here to do these medical trials and does it have a reputation in medical circles in the medical community yeah so you drop the name solitude and any any well-respected or self-respecting medical professional will cringe okay he is going to uh and he's absolutely gonna voice his concerns to the uh new captain and just let him know exactly the kind of place that Solitude is and why he's real uneasy about going there. And while Falcone's doing that, <laughs> I pull the ship out of orbit. I do a UE in space, causing about two Gs of force on ship and crew, and hit the FTL in a beeline for the site. At which point, Falcone is going to interrupt his monologue and go, Oh, shit. <laughs> Look, if you damage the superstructure, you're going to fix it, and I'll be pilot until you finish fixing it. This yeah. is... Please stop no. screwing around with the ship. The ship is fine. It can take five. It, it is fine is now. If it vessel. quits being fine, you are the new repairman, and I'm the new pilot. It'll be fine. If it isn't fine, you're, you'll be the new repairman. If it isn't fine, I'll fix it myself. That's It'll right. Be fine. And until you're done, I'll be the new pilot. We're all going to die then. All right, Falcuni. <laughs> I understand your concerns, but we don't have much choice here. We've got to get somewhere. You're the captain. It's going to take you a little over a month to get there from where you're at. So you've kind of got a conundrum here because you've got seven <laughs> cryopods on your ship as, as, as standard. <laughs> and you've got... So you technically have enough, but the, the the question right now, because you've got the four of you, and then Katie, Katie's mom, and Cat. problem child, Cat. So, so you've got enough cryopods that you don't have to fix the broken one in the... That's, yeah, because I, I don't think, have the captain in the passenger. To... Yeah. I think Falcone would actually prefer to keep at least himself and the patients out of cryo. First of all, he does think it would be interesting to watch Cat as the disease progresses to kind of see what it turns out. Is this disease lethal? Uh, what does what are its stages? What does it do? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he's confident the quarantine is locked down hard enough. Cat's not going to get out. He Go wants ahead. to get to the point of being able to communicate with Cat's mom to find out what the hell happened. Yes. Didn't we resolve but, that it's dangerous to uh, not be in cryo while we're in FTL? Ding, 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 ding. It is dangerous uh, not to be in cryo while in FTE. A long period of time. Yeah, we would have to... So even if it's even if you're fine with, with taking the uh, the risk of getting sick, you know, leaving them out just so you can talk to them is, is making them get even further sick. 
Um, would we be able to convince Cat's mom to go into cryo? If we knock her out, you don't have to. If we, you, yeah. Your, your medical facility inject her with something. I, I was about to say, you can't just put her to sleep. Yeah, it yeah. would be easiest to put her to sleep, yeah. At this point, you're pretty sure she's not actually understanding yeah. your actual spoken words. I mean, that's, that's probably what we're going to have to do with Cat, too. I was just going to ask, what about Cat? Yeah, Cat? Uh, yeah. yeah. you'll have to trink Cat as well. We, we may have to uh, armor <laughs> up and subdue him, but yeah. Which Falcone would be more than happy to do. Um, <laughs> of course he would. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a good idea. Uh, Falcone's going to gonna armor up the IRC Mark 50. Um, and he's going to ask, uh, he, you know what? He, he's going to ask, uh, hang on one second. Well, Kat and I are, are good friends and we, we spend a lot of time. Uh, I'll, I'll armor up, but I'll try and talk him down. And if I can't, I'll help you subdue him. I was going to say, you were going to be my first choice, actually, but then I looked and my buddy is Garrett. So I'm going to ask Garrett to back me up here. All um, right. So What's hey, your plan? Uh, I need cover. I'm going to go in there. I need people to make sure that cat number one doesn't escape and number two doesn't injure anybody, including himself. Uh, we need somebody to restrain him while I inject him with a sedative so we can get him into cryo. Uh, is that, are, are you, are you okay backing me up on that? All right, let's do this. Yeah, we'll armor up. Yeah, I'm not going to let you guys do it without me, so. Okay. Uh, which is good because we need one person to hold each of his sides while I do the injection, so that's good. Um, so we're going to go ahead and figure it out beforehand, uh, like Sassy on the left, Garrett on the right kind of thing. Um, and I think the best possible plan would be to open the door because we can predict that Sassy's going to try and run out the door and have them catch Sassy as he comes out the doorway, pin him uh. down, and then all inject him. No. Cat, not sassy. Cat, not sassy. Sorry, cat. Um, so we're going to have sassy and Garrett pin cat down and then I'll inject him as he comes I'll, up. I'll, I'll tell Garrett you don't have to worry about you know, damaging a, one of your pretty nails. I, I got this. You can you can just guard the door and make sure you don't get past. Yeah, he's just got to look at him like, what? Okay, so we can have Garrett guarding the door. That makes sense. And then Sassy and I can pin him down and I can inject him. Yep. Okay, let's do it. Whenever he catches sight of any of you, like through the the glass partition, he, uh, he, he, he tries to get at you no matter how many times he's stopped by said glass partition. All right. Moth to a light bulb. Yeah. yeah, well, I'll tell him, uh, yeah. Sorry for what's about to happen. If you if you open the <laughs> door, I'll hold him down. Okay. Uh, Falcone is going to be the one to open the door. He wants to be first in, last out. All right. You open the door, and as expected, Cat does immediately lunge forward. If... The two of you are working together to like manhandle him. Um, whoever's <laughs> making the main role can just add one extra die. Yeah, as he lunges for me, I'll I'll headbutt him with my helmet <laughs> just to uh, lead off with. Uh... I I got three successes. I'll, oh I'll, crap! I'll stunt uh, it so that I I like really don't hurt him. 
Yeah, so uh, with three successes, you manage to headbutt him and stuns him for a second, and then you're able to grab him and subdue him for the moment long enough for Falcone to get the jab in with the needle. Cool. He continues to struggle for a moment, but the, his movements kind of, they slowly glow, grow sluggish, and then eventually he just kind of ragdolls. Okay. Sassy, I need you to get him in a cryopod now. I'm going to be following with the kid's mom and the kid, okay? Fair enough. All right, Garrett, can you take the kid? I'm going to go ahead and take care of the mom. All right, yep. Okay, and uh, Falcone's going to go ahead and, again, very gently, slow movements, reassuringly, uh, trying to project that tone of voice, he's going to move forwards and inject the mom with the sudden. Yeah, Garrett's not going to move the kid until that's done. And yeah, you had the mother hooked up. You had her uh, an IV in her getting her fluids and whatnot, right? Yeah. Yeah, it makes it very, very easy to get uh, inject her with that sedative because she's already got the IV line in. As I'm putting Kat uh, away, I want to stop by uh, the galley, get some zip ties and or, uh, you know, (laughs) a bite guard. Yeah, I want to... uh, (laughs) Muscle all of them. Yeah, I, yeah I, I want to zip tie his hands and feet. You know, you know when he's in the uh, cryo tube, and give him a bite guard to uh, to have for when he wakes up. You know, just so he doesn't bite his own tongue off. That or of or anybody else, but yeah, you know, like <laughs> tape, or so anybody like, else. Like tape it in place so he can't spit it out. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. that's easy enough. Falcone is uh, he's he's yeah. Okay, so he's going to go ahead and get the mom fitted out with one of those. He's going to get the kid fitted out with one of those before uh, before the cryo tubes happen. Um, he's going to leave the restraints on the mom, and he's going to try and keep her restrained while she's in the cryo tube. He doesn't really see the need to restrain the kid because she's not showing any signs. Um, but just in case, it's not a bad idea. Um, and then after they get him in the cryo tube, he's going to make sure to mark all three of those cryo tubes with big biohazard signs. You know, dangerous, biohazard, pathogen, do not open without any guard, etc., etc. All right. I get the flight path punched in. Um, should we check all the remaining cryopods to make sure they're all secure? Uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. All right, yeah, so you guys make your way to Cargo Bay 1, and they look as they should, and um, as you're marking them and you notice the uh, cryopod that Katie's mom was in, the seal failed. Mm. And so she woke up uh, prematurely. Okay. But we already know that it's not the cryo failure that got her. It's the... It's just whatever happened down on Bowen's colony. Because we already tested another mm-hmm. passenger, quote-unquote, you know, so. Um, and once we get all of that situated, before we uh, take off to FTL, um, I think Falcone is going to go ahead and ask uh, Kerensky uh, if... Maybe uh, he could help him out a little bit with his contact skills, uh, just on their way out. Because I figure I've also got to go set my still up for uh, so we can run for, for this <laughs> month to 
You've been listening to Tales of the Asteria. The GM for this game was Ava Rogers. Garrett Hall was played by Nathan Carver. Bob Karinsky was played by Virus JTG. Frank Falcone was played by Brandon McKenna. And Sassy Diaz was played by Hal Nelson. Background music is by Dark Fantasy Studios. And sound effects are from Zapsplat.com, Dark Fantasy Studios, or Krotos. This podcast was edited and produced by Ava Rogers. You've been listening to another fine tale in the Alternia archives. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to our archive. So, until next time, take care of yourself, okay? Goodbye. <laughs>